As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of The Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General, recording this Gimme 20 preview on Wednesday night. The EFL Cup quarterfinals have just been finished and there's one more game to go in game week 19 which is Fulham versus Chelsea on Thursday night. Manchester City lost against Southampton on Wednesday night which means they will not blank in game week 25. Manchester City that is which makes game week 25 easier to navigate so it looks like we won't need to use a free hit chip that week because we'll have the likes of City, Arsenal, Tottenham and Liverpool who all have fixtures and there's a bit of time between now and then to get our teams organised anyway so overall Manchester City losing makes the schedule a little bit easier for us FPL managers. The Gimme 20 deadline is Friday 6.30pm UK time 90 minutes before Aston Villa Leeds kicks off. It's a double game week for both Manchester clubs this game week also for Tottenham and Crystal Palace. On today's episode, I'll do a quick review of Game Week 19, welcome six new members to the 59th Minute Club, update the watch list, answer questions from Twitter, and discuss captaincy, triple captaincy, and my current transfer thoughts for double Game Week 20. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. Before I get into today's FPL podcast, I want to point you towards an article which is going on The Athletic today about a very valued member of the FPL community, Chris, who many of you will know as FPL Bandit, who we lost over the festive period just before Christmas. Very tragic news. His wife, Amy, who you'll know from Twitter as well, FPL Amy, shared the news which I know affected a lot of people in the FPL community before Christmas. So do check that out on The Athletic Today if you get a chance. And I just want to mention myself as well on that, that if you are struggling with life, with anything, I have opened my DMs again. They have been closed for quite a while because if I'm honest, I get lots and lots of FPL teams sent to me questions like, do I buy X player? Do I buy Y player? I will be continuing to ignore those kind of DMs, but any important message that comes through I will be reading and I will be replying to so I just wanted to say that my DMs are open 
uh, and it's more important than ever nowadays to talk if you're struggling and there's always someone out there uh, and I'm one of those people so so please do get in touch if if you need support or you feel like you need to be pointed in a certain direction uh, I'm actually starting a course myself this March an introduction to counseling course so I'm looking forward to doing that it's something I'm quite passionate about so again yeah condolences to Amy also to Ted Chris's son there is a paid setup where you can donate I did that myself yesterday so check out my retweets on my page or go to Amy's page which is at FPL Amy and you'll find that if you're in a position to do so please do send some support towards them at this difficult time quick review of how Double Game Week 19 has gone for me so far. It's been a good one. 62 points with Kepa still to play on Thursday. Ranked currently 450k from 620k. So eating nicely into that 1 million overall rank which I had during the World Cup. I've cut it down inside the top 500k so onwards and upwards from here. Transfer wise I used the two free transfers. I sold the injured Reese James for Luke Shaw. That one paid off nicely and sold Darwin for Captain Mitrovic which obviously didn't go to plan but at least he scored more than Darwin. Points from the game week came from Shaw, Trippier, Ben White, all three defenders delivering. Rashford with his standard eight pointer and Mitrovic got 10 and there was blanks for some of the big guns Haaland, Mo Salah, Almiron, Saka and Martinelli. We have six new members to welcome into the 59th Minute Club because there was no podcast for Game Week 19. So I've got shout outs from Game Week 18 and Game Week 19. Those guys are not getting away with it. There was controversial substitutions in the Brighton Arsenal game a couple of game weeks back. Trossards, Ben White and Zinchenko all joining the club. And you'll all remember, like me, if you own Ben White or Zinchenko, we missed out on the clean sheet points because... Brighton didn't score those two goals until after White and Zinchenko went off. So thank you very much, Michael Arteta, for the one-pointers. But also thank you for the 59th Minute members. Game Week 19, we welcomed Phil Foden. I'm going to talk about his points, returns and his minutes in the question section. Welcome to the club, Phil. His teammate Bernardo Silva also joins him. Thank you, Pep Guardiola. And finally, Mangala at Nottingham Forest is the sixth new member. A notable mention for Andreas Pereira. He does have one game to go. 58 minutes, very close to joining the club. The first time this season he's been taken off before 60. He does have now a 58 and a 60. So he's dicing with death and I'm sure he'll be joining the club soon. Moving on to the watch list update. Players removed, first of all. All Chelsea players basically removed from the watch list now. Kukurea, Mason Mount and Havertz because I was weighing them up for the double game week. Now that that's out of the way, I don't really have any interest in buying those players. Trossard is also gone. He's got some kind of injury. There was talk that he's not fit enough. And the main reason I've removed Trossard from the watch list is because I think there is a better Brighton attacker now, which I'll talk about when I talk about players added. Ollie Watkins had a very short stay on the watch list, didn't get 90 minutes. Ings got on the score sheet. Again, just I think there's quite a few better strikers out there than Ollie Watkins when it comes to FPL. So he's gone, as is Ivan Tony, currently injured. We still don't know what's happening with the off-the-field stuff. So until I see him back on the pitch and have some clarity on those issues, he won't be back on the watch list until then. 
players added this week quite a lot of players added which is often the case when we have double game week fixtures first up john stones i was eyeing him up as one of my transfers this week but he didn't feature in the cup midweek and there was a couple of tweets. Now, I didn't see too many tweets. There was one or two accounts saying that Stones was rested because he's not fully fit. But again, I'm not reading too much into those comments. And I'll wait to see what Pep Guardiola says in his press conference on Friday. So question marks over Stones now, which is not ideal because he was looking like the safest route in to the Man City defence aside from the goalkeeper. So let's see what happens in the presser on that one. Also added... Dallow from Manchester United, who's recently back from injury. Luke Shaw, I think, is the best United defender to go for. But I think some people will be tempted to double up. Or if you can afford Shaw, you might be looking at Dallow. Now, he did go off early midweek in the first half on his return to action. So that gives me pause. Will he start both games in the double game week? I would have my doubts now because Juan Basak has played quite well in his absence. We've even seen Malasia play right back. So... It's not, it's not a guarantee that he'll get two starts. So I think I would go elsewhere rather than getting Dallow. But he was added to the watch list before he went off injured. Sorry, went off early midweek. They did say it was just a precaution. So again, one to keep an eye out in the pressers on Friday. Another couple of defenders added to have a double gimmick this week. The Tottenham wingbacks, Matt Doherty and Ivan Perisic. Doherty interests me more because he's cheaper and I think he's more of a goal threat. So he is an option possibly if we can't rely on John Stones. Fixtures are not great, but we know Doherty has FPL pedigree. He's got goals in him, he's got assists in him. So he could be a punt and he seems to be pretty, pretty nailed on at the moment as well, whereas he wasn't earlier in the season. So I don't mind Doherty. As a punt, also don't mind Perisic, but again, price saving leans me towards the dock. Another defender I added, but I might have to remove him pretty quickly, Willie Bowley at Nottingham Forest. On the score sheet recently, I think he was on the score sheet in the Cup Wednesday night, but he did go off injured. So again, I'll keep an eye on that. The reason I added him, he, he seems to be doing well in the BPS system, picking up bonus points. He's only 4.2 million. Again, it was just kind of an enabler for people who might have been making bigger transfers elsewhere. For example, going from two premiums to three premiums. So, Bowley had caught the eye, but we need to see what the story is with that injury. On to midfielders added Bruno Fernandes. We know Rashford is almost a must-have at this stage. Best Manchester United attacker to go for. With a double game week, some people will go for a double-up. Players like Bruno, possibly Anthony, also Anthony Martial. There's plenty of options there. I still think it's quite hard to fit Bruno Fernandes in at his price tag, but I don't hate it as a short-term punt. Riyad Mahrez makes it onto the watch list, and I think he's only on the watch list because I've seen so many people talking about him on Twitter. There's probably very little chance he'll be coming in for me for the double game week. He's getting okay minutes at the moment. I think the, the big attraction to Mahrez is he's probably been one of City's best players in the last couple of game weeks, scoring important goals. Didn't start the midweek cup game, so that, again, who knows with Pep, but to me that's that's a good sign. I expect him to start the next league game, possibly even both. So, again, if you're taking a short-term punt and you're going to jump off Mahrez again afterwards, I think it's fine. But, again, I can't see myself going there. I think I'd rather get a defender instead, but there's a lot of uncertainty now with Man City. So, maybe we can survive with just two rather than having three Wilfred Zaha is added. 
Again, only because it's a double gimmick for Crystal Palace. Can't see myself going there, but I wouldn't stop anyone from doing it again as a short-term punt. Rodrigo from Leeds, 10 goals for the season now. Decent fixtures for Leeds as well. He might get overlooked because of the double gimmick players. Hyungman Son's an option. You know, Harry Kane is by far and away the best Tottenham attacker to get. But if for some reason Son fits your structure better, bit of a differential after his goal in the last game week. Paqueta at West Ham has also been added. Very nice penalty in the most recent game week. Classy player. I do have concerns over West Ham. Can we trust them FPL-wise? But Paqueta is a nice differential as well. One to keep an eye on. Final two players added are strikers. Evan Ferguson at Brighton, 4.5 million. Attacking returns in the last two games. So I've got, people like myself, have got two strikers and five midfielders. I've got Greenwood from Leeds. On my bench at 4.2, if Ferguson continues to get starts or even just significant game time, I would like to switch Greenwood to Ferguson at some point in the future. And the final player added is Darwin Nunes, who I just sold for Mitrovic. Frustrating FPL asset over the last couple of game weeks, but I'm still confident that he will be a good FPL asset. And I think more than likely I will own him again at some point this season. Not going to go back there straight away. Might let him get a goal first before I do go back there. But again, if you own him, I think it is tricky because, you know, the underlying numbers are good and he passes the eye test. I know he doesn't finish the chances, but I always like to see the players getting those chances. And I think his points potential is pretty good over the next couple of gimme. So that is the watch list updated ahead of double gimme 20. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's question time now. I've picked out the best ones, as always, from the old Twitter. First one is from Josh. Is the three-meme of Haaland, De Bruyne or Salah and Kane the best tactic for the upcoming game weeks? My short answer is yes. This is something I'm considering moving towards this game week. I currently have two premiums, but I think it's quite doable to get three premiums in to our teams at the moment. The the route I'm looking at would give me Haaland, De Bruyne and Kane and I would still have about 1.5 left in the bank. So Haaland's a must-have. I think Harry Kane's a really good option. You know, Tottenham going into a double game week. I'll talk about him a little bit more in another question. I've currently got Salah. I think a lot of people are going to switch from Salah to De Bruyne this week for, for Man City's double game week. And it's not just for this game week. If you get De Bruyne for your double game week 20, you're getting them in place for double game week 23 as well for City. So I like the Salah to De Bruyne switch, even if it's a minus four. I don't mind that. It's something I'm looking at myself. 
I'm looking at Kane as well, which would be probably part of a minus eight. So I think hits are going to be quite widespread this week. And it feels like an okay time to do so. This reminds me of a game week last season when a lot of managers were taking minus 12s, minus 16s, even minus 20s. And they paid off quite handsomely. Now, that's not always the case. But don't be afraid of hits this week is what I would say. You don't need to go too crazy. But if I'm looking at a minus eight, then you know it's a game week where hits are okay because I don't take very many minus eights at all. And I haven't done so in my FPL career. But it feels like a time where you can get yourself kind of set up for the next couple of game weeks. We only get one free transfer a week, so it's obviously it's quite hard to get your team exactly how you'd like it to be. So when in a game week where I think a lot of other managers will be taking hits, I always find it a little bit easier to do so. So yes, I do like a three-meme of Haaland, De Bruyne now for the double, and Harry Kane up front if you can manage it. Question from Daniel. Cancelo to Stones or Hole? So I noted out these questions before the Manchester City game midweek. Cancelo to Stones was part of a triple transfer I was looking at. Again, Stones not playing midweek, not being on the bench. Need to just wait and see until Friday. I won't be making any moves until after the press conferences. If there's any doubt over Stones, I still think Cancelo... Cancelo's a tricky one. It feels odd to sell a player who plays for Man City, who is Cancelo, who has a double game week, but... I'm very concerned about his minutes, like I'm sure most of you listening are. If it's a free transfer to lose Cancelo for another double game week player, I think that's absolutely fine. And if you're losing Cancelo to free up funds for the likes of De Bruyne or Harry Kane, I still think that's fine as well because we can't guarantee two Cancelo starts. We could easily get zero Cancelo starts the way the way things are going with him as an FPL option. So again... For me, it feels like a bit of a restructure this week with a couple of hits. Get rid of Cancelo, who, even if he did start the two games in the double game week, from from now until the end of the season, every week I'm going to be worried, is he starting, is he not starting? So I might just rip the plaster off this week, get rid of him, get a cheaper defender in place, which then allows more cash in midfield and attack. So for me, Cancelo is a sell. And if we get some positive updates on John Stones, I do think he's the best Man City defender to go for. If not, there is other options out there. If you don't have Shaw, for example, or, again, other options, other teams who I mentioned on the watch list. If you were doing Cancel to Stones, if Stones is fine, you know, it's a 1.8 million saving, which is pretty big. Stones has played 90 minutes in the last six league games, so three before the World Cup and the three after. So that's why it's so frustrating that there's a couple of doubts over him now. So fingers crossed we'll get some kind of update. If someone has inside information, hopefully that leaks on Twitter before Friday's deadline. Next two questions are linked. First one's from Stephen Hunt. What to do with Foden if you still have him with the double game week coming up? And also a question from Rocket J Squirrel. Can you rate the Man City midfielders beyond De Bruyne for the double game week? So first of all, on Foden... Had a look at his FPL profile. Last eight game weeks, this is his points returns. 1, 1, 1, 9, 1, 1, 1, 2. Sounds like testing a microphone more than anything else. In terms of Foden's minutes in the league, 59, 3, 17, 90, 26, 13, 28, 90. So again, just reading those I've got very little interest in him at the moment. He got the two cup games. You know, again, some people will say that's great for his FPL prospects and his Premier League minutes. Others will say maybe he'll be back on the bench again. Nobody knows with Pep. Who knows what he will do? For me, Foden 
is not the number one Man City midfielder after De Bruyne for the double game week. If I'm rating them, so we've got Mares, Foden, Grealish, Gundogan and Bernardo Silva to choose from if you want someone alongside De Bruyne or if you can't quite afford him. Like I said, I think Mares at the moment would be top of my peck in order, but it still feels like a short-term transfer and you don't want to be in a position where you get Mares and you're kind of stuck with him for four or five game weeks when he's getting rotated again. So if you can get him in and then get him out fairly sharpish, I think that's fine. So I would have Mares number one on current form. I would have Foden number two. I still think he's a fine option, so it, it does make it tricky if you own him. If I did own him, I think I probably would keep him unless it's an upgrade to De Bruyne or if, it, if it's facilitating other things, if you're downgrading him to get Kane or something like that. So Mares one, Foden two. Then I don't really have much interest in the others, but I would put Grealish number three, although he has been ill recently, which is a slight concern. Gundogan four and Bernardo Silva five. Never really have too much interest in Bernardo as an FPL prospect. In short, those five players, apart from De Bruyne, don't really love any of them. So I think you can probably do without and just go elsewhere with your picks. Maybe, Maybe a second Manchester United midfielder, for example. So yeah, not really... Manchester City's basically becoming... An absolute nightmare. It was always a nightmare. Pep's always been a nightmare. But it seems harder than ever to kind of pin down three, even two, picks that we can rely on for minutes. Question from Simon Ashby. Are there any single Game Week players we are overlooking who could be good transfers for Game Week 20 and beyond? I like this question because we all get blinded and we fall into double Game Week traps. I do it every season. It's good to be reminded that there is good teams out there that have one fixture this week and also have good fixtures coming up as well. So a couple of single game week players I would be quite happy to buy this week instead of a double game weeker. Newcastle have a good fixture against Fulham. If you don't have Almer on, I think he's a good you know, good place to go back to. Maybe you were there earlier and you, you didn't go with him for the restart. Trippier, obviously, if you don't have him. Arsenal, don't forget about Arsenal if you don't already have three of them. The, the fixtures for Arsenal are Tottenham and Manchester United next. So maybe not an ideal time to buy them, but you will want them for double game week 23. So keep that in mind. Really impressed by Matoma at Brighton. He does have Liverpool next, but that wouldn't put me off because that defence hasn't been very good this season. Matoma, you know, let's say you're getting a De Bruyne or a Kane or something like that and you're downgrading a midfielder. I think Matoma is absolutely fine. Darwin, like I said, still like him as an option. Leon Bailey. At Aston Villa, he's only 4.5, getting lots of minutes, playing in a pretty attacking role. Should have had a, at least one, if not two, goals in the last game week. He was in tears at the end after a big miss. And Rodrigo at Leeds, who I mentioned as well. Worth noting that Rodrigo and Leeds could have a double game week 22 that would involve a double game week for Manchester United as well. So that makes Rodrigo quite attractive on top of his 10 goals for the season. Question from James Murray Woods. With future double game weeks still up for grabs, how much should we prioritise banking free transfers? James currently has two. We'll likely use one of them to sell Cancelo, but but could benefit from upgrading Ward, Everson or Andreas with the second transfer. So yeah, I always like to bank a transfer as often as I can. Sometimes I get conflicted and you can be sitting there on a Friday thinking, right, I'd love to have two frees next game week, another week of information, but you might have a really good pick that you just want to get in, get it done, and then focus on something else the following game week. You know, Shaw was a good example of that last game week. Could have just left it, got him this week for the double, but I just thought he was going to be a long-term pick anyway, so just get it done. 
yes i've only got one free transfer now for the double game week but i've got the short point so it's it's always a tricky one you know sometimes sometimes it'll work sometimes it won't i do think you know through good squad management over the next couple of game weeks you should be able to bank a transfer the odd time but i also feel like when there's double game weeks for example now in game week 20 we could have one in 22 we've got a double game week 23 it's it's always harder to save transfers when you've got you know double game week temptation of players so don't worry too much if you're not saving them you know like i said through good squad management you know you should be able to you know get through this period pretty well and hopefully get a few green arrows as well so don't you know don't put too much emphasis on banking is what i would say try i always say just play the game week in front of you don't forget to do that either and try and get the points on the board Next question from FPL Yogi. Are Spurs attackers, for example, Kane, worth a hit this game week? Yeah, I'm I'm quite high on Kane. I've been talking to a few people this week who are not as high on him as I am. He's obviously got the four yellows. If he does get booked against Arsenal, he'd miss the second game of the double. 15 goals for the season, four assists. So it's 19 attacking returns in 18 games for Kane. 25 bonus points. This is the big draw for me. Only Trippier can match Kane for bonus points this season. When he scores, you're probably going to get two or three bonus on top. The fixtures are not great. They play City twice, I think, in the next three or four game weeks. But the fixtures don't bother me too much with Kane. Tottenham have been pretty disappointing recently. Even against Crystal Palace, uh, they won 4-0. But the first half, they were dreadful. But... I always say it, Kane always finds a way, and when he does find a way, he finds a way to get those bonus points as well. So I'm, I really want to own him for this double game week. Not just this double game week, I want to get him in, and I probably want to leave him in. He might be a season keeper. So again, don't mind taking a hit to get him when I think there's a chance he could be in my team for the rest of the season. So yes, I think it's absolutely fine to take a hit for Kane if you're like me and you fancy him to score okay might not score fantastically in the double but i do expect him to get something to pay back the hit question from steve wheeler what are your thoughts on rashford as a differential captain for the double game week please manchester united's fixtures in the double are city and crystal palace and my notes here say rashford is great but he is not erling Haaland. so rashford absolutely fine if you're if your season's in the toilet if you're way down your mini league if you're way down in the overall rankings and you don't care too much about this season and you've got one eye already on next season, then absolutely fine. But if you are if you want points, I wouldn't bet against Erling Haaland when he's got two fixtures. I know City haven't been scoring very freely recently. Obviously, no goals against Southampton in the Cup doesn't really fill me with a massive amount of confidence in terms of their attacking potential. But a wounded animal... And I'm I'm fancying Haaland to do well in this double game week, even with the fixture. So Rashford's fine as a differential captain, but Erling Haaland will be getting my armband. Question from Ryan. Is Dallow a risk too far if I have Shaw already? And I want to get rid of Reese James, but I can't afford Stones. Yeah, like I said earlier, Dallow for me is a bit risky now. I wouldn't be surprised if he only gets one of the two games in the double game week. So I'd probably go elsewhere. You could take a punt on Doherty at Tottenham. Again, going back to teams that have a single game week that are good assets, Botman or Fabian Scher to go alongside Trippier. If you already have him for double Newcastle defence, I think is attractive also. Question from Eric Nadim. I went for Trossard over Almiron for the restart. Do I remove Trossard and get Almiron or is Matoma a viable alternative? Already have Trippier and Wilson. I would still favour 
Almiron over Matoma, bigger sample size, and I really like the Newcastle fixtures more than Brighton. Newcastle's next four, Fulham, Crystal Palace, West Ham and Bournemouth. That is pretty good. So if you didn't, if you don't have Almiron, I think I would go there first and maybe look to Matoma later or you know, maybe as a replacement for Almiron in a couple of game weeks time when Brighton have better fixtures. So Almiron over Matoma is where I'm at. Final question is from VG. Should I play the free hit chip? And pack the team with double gaming players from Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham and Palace. My answer here is no. There was quite a few questions actually about chips on Twitter. Uh, I'm presuming a lot of them are from new managers. So I always like to cover those beginners questions as well. So always, you know, never be afraid to send in a noob question because we were all beginners at one point. So in terms of chips, triple captain is very viable this game week. But in terms of bench boost, keep your bench boost for later if you still have it. You could use it after your second wildcard if you still have that. And free hits, the teams that have double gamings this week, City, United, Spurs, those three in particular, you've probably got a fair few assets from those teams anyway, five, six, seven, maybe even more. So free hit chip will be a lot more powerful later in the season, either in a in a big double game week, bigger than this one, or in a blank game week where there's only three or four fixtures in the game week. So for now, forget about free hit, forget about bench boost, but do give triple captain some consideration if you've still got that available. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Double Game Week 20 captaincy now. Haaland captain or Haaland triple captain is what I'm considering this week. Man City's fixtures again are Manchester United away and Tottenham at home. So triple captain is kind of splitting opinion in the FPL community this week from what I see on social media. I'm on the side of Haaland's fit now. De Bruyne is fit to supply him. There's no Champions League rotation concerns because it's not back yet. Again, it's for me, it's kind of just playing the game week in front of me. You know, keeping it simple. City have a double game week. Haaland's there. He's going to start both games. Famous last words, but you know he's been rested in the two cup games. Two big fixtures. Surely he starts. And again, for me, it's fitness. In a couple of weeks' time, who knows? Haaland could pick up an injury. And then you're going to have to triple captain someone else. And I really won a triple captain, the best FPL pick in the game this season. So for me, my triple captainship is active. I put a, a joke tweet up after the City lost 2-0 to Southampton and I've deactivated the chip, but I think I'm going to go for it. Again, play the game we confront to me. The other thing I like about it is it gets the chip out of the way. 
and it lets me focus later in the season on bench boost and free hit. So it kind of takes one decision away later, which I quite like. So for me, I'm leaning towards triple captain Haaland and hopefully Manchester United win 4-3. Haaland gets a hat-trick and then he does well against Tottenham also. So elsewhere, if you do want to do something different, which I don't really recommend because I still think Haaland is an auto-captain, even though City are not scoring too many goals. De Bruyne been quiet the last three game weeks but it won't be long until he's back in the points Rashford we mentioned he's got Man City and Crystal Palace that's fine and Harry Kane it's it's another Mitrovic situation do you captain Kane and hope he avoids the yellow in what could be a feisty North London derby or do you back him to behave himself get two fixtures and probably get more points as he's been doing all season so those are the standout three Haaland, Rashford and Harry Kane but I am not looking anywhere else other than the Manchester City striker. In terms of Game Week 20 transfer thoughts, like I said, I think a lot of teams will be taking hits, especially managers like myself who've got just one free transfer. So what I was looking at, and I haven't given it too much thought yet because I wanted to let these EFL Cup games play out, get the press conference news on Thursday and Friday, and then really think about what to do. So the initial plan is... Lose Cancelo, fix that issue, get John Stones if he's okay, save the cash. Salah to KDB for the double game week, leave De Bruyne in place then you know, for a couple of game weeks. They've got another, another one coming up as well. And then Mitrovic straight back out again for Harry Kane. That would be a minus eight and it would leave 1.4 million in the bank. So again, I might need to look at this again if, if there's concerns over Stones. I still think I'll probably go down the same route of Kane and De Bruyne. I'll just need to find a different player than John Stones. And it's quite tricky. Maybe a punt on Doherty because I've got Ben White on my bench. So I could use Doherty in the double and then go back to using Ben White in my starting 11 afterwards. You know, and happily bench Doherty then or maybe move him out for another double gimmick player at some point in the future. So I need to think about that defensive spot. If I did go ahead with that, my team would look something like Kepa, Trippier, Stones and Shaw and then a midfield of De Bruyne, Saka, Martinelli, Rashford, Almiron and a powerful front two of Haaland and Kane. That's it for this week's preview. There'll be two podcasts next week, Monday and Friday. So make sure you hit subscribe and follow so you get notified when the podcast drops and please leave a review if you get a chance. Also, if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general where you'll get extra podcasts, Thursday night live streams and a team reveal before each deadline. Thank you for listening and best of luck for a double game week. Talk to you next week. The Athletic. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.